0: That's NOom.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from pitchlist.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 19th. Happy Friday. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Frankie Montas was the lead. And oh boy, has this been a journey. Since the beginning of July, Frankie Montas, six innings, six earned runs, eight hits, one walk, two Ks. He had the whole shoulder soreness thing. He wasn't going long in games and gets dealt to the Yankees. Doesn't do well against the Cardinals, kind of does okay against the Red Sox. And this was terrible against the uh Toronto Blue Jays. But the good news, I will say, 90-plus pitches, Vlad Jr. hit a porch shot to right field. Um That was a unicorn and wouldn't have gone out at any other stadium. Still, what we're seeing from Frankie Montas is... Bad splitters yesterday. He threw a lot for strikes, but they were not good. Um sliders that were better than what I've seen before. I was warning if the Yankees were saying, hey look, let's move away from slider cutters. No, they brought him back a bit, and they were alright. The is getting hit now, and I'm not gonna tell you that Frankie Montas is oh no, it's fine, keep doing it. it's okay. Uh no, this is a problem, obviously. The fact that he's throwing 90-plus pitches, though, is encouraging to me. And we've seen before Frankie Montes go through these moments of, oh, all of a sudden, like, it's 500 runs, and then he goes 7 innings, 0 and runs the next time. And I'm not going to rule out that he won't do it. Uh He's going to be in the 40s or 50s or so um, on the list on Monday because, yeah, you are going to trust guys like Tyler Anderson more. You know, why wouldn't you um, at this point? So it's kind of in that Patrick Sandoval area. That said, I think Frankie Montes has more of a tiara. That is, I would believe more that Frankie Montes, once he has a game of 8-plus splitter whiffs and good slider strikes, then we're going to feel really good about this moving forward for him. So it's up to you if you want to lean on that and take those chances. I'm going to say that a lot in this podcast because we have a lot of guys that did well yesterday who are on that fringe, and you only have 7 weeks left of the season. You may need to just go after good streams instead, and you don't have to hold on to this guy. The idea that you drop someone and you're going to be missing out, forget that. It's not about all of the potential. It's about what am I going to get now at this point. And a lot of times that means you have to drop a guy like Frankie Montes. Or we're going to go to the bottom here. Lucas Giolito, three three innings, seven aaron runs, eight hits, one walk, five Ks against the Astros. It's the same idea. He has a, a tiara just like Frankie Montes. Uh, but his changeup could come around in the near future. The fastball could not be 92. I mean, we'll say it was probably depressing this one. He threw 85 pitches in only three innings. I still believe that Giolito has good things in him. It's not clicking. And I think that could turn around as soon as the Orioles next week. But, once again, you can't wait as long as you normally do in, say, April or May or something along those lines. Do what you need to do now. Go week by week, especially in your head-to-head leagues. Uh, do not just sit on Giolito and all of a sudden lose your week because you needed another starter. So you didn't really want to start Giolito and you have this really uncomfortable nature. Look, if you drop Giolito or Montas and he does well the next start, it's all really about did you benefit in the short term with the guy that you got instead. If yes, doesn't matter what they do anymore. Just forget about it. I know it's emotional and you think about what ifs and stuff, but you got to let all that go. Uh, and I'm not saying you have to drop Giolito or Montas. But if that's the decision that you make, then you gotta be okay with that and move on. Okay, enough of that. Zach Gallen, positive stuff, seven innings pitch, 7.1 actually, zero runs forwards, zero walks in 12 Ks, 17 whiffs, and a 39% CSW. His curveball returned 10 over 26 whiffs, which is amazing. He got that curveball down a ton. Uh, his four seamer had a 30%, 36%. ...called Strike Rate, and we actually looked at Zach Gallen. I'm wearing my Gallengals shirt and drinking out of my Gallengals mug this morning. Yeah, go to uh, shop.pitchers.com. Anyway, uh, Zach Gallen is throwing more changeups for strikes this year than last. Same thing with the cutter. That's really a huge deal here, even though I talk about the curveball and the fastball being the dominant ones. The fact that he's getting strikes with the other stuff, too, and not getting destroyed on that is a big deal. Good stuff. He gets the Royals next. That's lovely. I uh, J.C. Brubaker against the Red Sox, 7 innings pitch, 0 runs, 2 hits, 0 walks, and 7 strikeouts Is coffee cake's now legit? Probably not, because this was a 49% CSW on the sinker that is not going to stick I'm glad he also got strikes with the slider, 74% of the time, that's normally the pitch for him The fact that the sinker did well here, great I don't know if he's going to do well against Atlanta I'm not all of a sudden saying, oh no, now I'm in for Atlanta I don't feel that's the way to go I don't mean right, got rocky road, did exactly what you wanted to, as I accidentally left him on my bench and I hate everything. Seven innings pitch, zero and runs, three eight, zero walks, and a seven Ks. He gets the, uh, the Cubs next, and yeah, he should have a good schedule the rest of the way. Adrian Sampson, speaking of the Cubs, went against the, the Orioles, did well, five point innings, zero and runs, four it's two walks, and six Ks. Lovely to see that, uh, I don't really think that his stuff is that good though. And I don't think I would be starting him against I don't win right in that start against the Cardinals. Luis Patino came back for the Rays against the Royals, got the win, 5.2 innings, zero in runs runs it, two walks and four strikeouts, 16 whiffs. This is kind of interesting. Patino is a guy for me that is super dependent on the four seamer. Uh, last year we saw him around 95 to 90, 96, really, on that heater. That was the dominant pitch. It's about the secondary stuff. What is he going to do with that slider? Does he have a changeup or something along those lines? And here what we saw is a little bit more, uh, whiffs across the board. Um, with not just the four-seam, but also the slider, and and also, I believe, the change-up. I, I don't know if I really buy that, and I don't think that I want to chase Patino until I see the elite four-seamer. Uh, he does get... Uh, it is a six-man, and he would get the Angels next. If it is a six-man, I don't know if he is sliding into that role. Maybe they just wanted to give an extra day of rest for their starters, and they say, all right, Patino, go off and do that. We'll see. I mean, be aware of it. If he does get that one, I think it's worthy of a pickup just as a spec guy to say, like, hey, is he starting against the Angels? If he is then great, awesome. I want to do that start. But I'm a little wary that it's not the same Patino and hopefully, like, if it's not the same Patino where he has a fastball and also other stuff, that's one thing. But I think he isn't all that different and anything worse because the fastball is not there. You understand what I'm getting at. Jose Barrios won 6.2 innings, 1 run, 6 hits, 1 walk, and 9 strikeouts against the Yankees. He is such a cherry bomb! I mean, he's the great undulator, but he's been a lot more worse than good this season. Actually, I'm, I'm sure it's probably like 50-50, ultimately. <laughs> it's just that the, the bad outweighs the good. Now, 40% CSW for a king Cole in this one. Maybe the Yankees are just that bad, because essentially all the fastballs were, like, welcomed in. Like, oh, yes, would you like your stay inside the strike zone? Um, as he earned a 40% plus CSW across all of his heaters. I believe it was like a 45% on the sinker? Something wild like that. Um, he gets the Red Sox next, and that's still just the Cherry Bomb, which means it's a 50-50 coin flip. And, uh, good luck choosing the right one. I hope it works out for Brios. Maybe he has like an amazing month, and all of a sudden he shoots up draft boards for next year. I don't know. We'll see. I hope he does. Maybe the Great Undulator can actually return to his sub 4 ERA. That would be something else. Spencer Watkins against the Cubs was the streaming pick of the day until he wasn't, and we'll talk about the one that wasn't ultimately in the end. But I should have stuck with him. 4- 5.2 winnings, 1 and run, 5 at zero walks, 2 Ks. This is exactly why he was the streaming pick. He was very reluctant at the bottom of questionable start. But he's good enough to, like, survive against the Cubs, and he did it. Great. And I don't really want anything more to do with him. you Darvish went eight innings of studly baseball with one and run and eight innings. And then he went in for the the ninth. Hater allowed two of his base runners to score. And what do you know? It's 8.1 innings, three and in runs, five at zero walks and six Ks. He gets a loss now against Natty Light. Ugh. <laughs> you know, all season, there have only been two starts that you Darvish has not thrown in six innings. One was 1.2 innings. The other one was 5.2. That's absolutely insane. Max Castillo was traded in the wet Maryfield deal from Toronto to Kansas City. When five innings, one earned run, three hits, one walk, and three Ks. I don't think he does all that much. I like his changeup, and I don't really like anything else. Uh, yeah, I yeah, if he has that changeup consistently, like we saw with Martin Perez, that's cool. Then maybe he does become a streamer. But it's Kansas City. I don't really buy Kansas City being a uh, a crew that we want to rely on their development. Anibal Sanchez was opposite Yu Darvish and did well because, of course, it was against Yu Darvish and you don't deserve a win. Five innings, one in a run, one hit, two walks, and four Ks. It's a birthday party. You don't want to do this. Max Freed went against the Mets and I'm so happy he's back from his concussion symptoms. Seven innings, two in runs, fourths, zero walks, and six Ks. I mean, great. I'm just, It's just such a nice piece of news to me. Not just that he did well, but also he's healthy and good. Head injuries are a scary thing. Uh Dane Dunning, six innings, two and in runs, four hits, three walks, and four Ks. He went against Oakland. I'm glad it worked. He had good sinker command and decent secondaries and whatnot. But he has a horrible schedule. He gets cores, then he gets the Astros, then he gets the Red Sox, and he gets the Jays. So he might be in when he gets the athletics in about a month. That's about it. Jacob deGrom lost to Max Free, 6.2 innings, three and runs. He can't allow three runs. I don't know how that happened. Five hits, zero walks, and nine Ks as Aaron Degallo's pull. Yeah, okay. Uh, Corbin Burns ace is gonna ace. Five point two innings, three runs, six innings, two walks, six Ks against the Dodgers. It's kind of annoying that uh the Dodgers uh, like I wanted Burns to be like, no guys, look, I'm still the number two. Everything's fine, even against the Dodgers, I am still dope. And he didn't really do that. But uh, all right, whatever, Burns. Luis Garcia maybe is is droppable. Uh, it's five straight starts now for Luis Garcia where he's been disappointing, killing including two against the Oakland Athletics. He gets the Twins next. And I think that you don't want to do the five innings, and runs, seven hits, four walks, four Ks. I do wonder if this is fatigue that we saw last year also hitting this year for Luis Garcia. Logan Webb had a very strange start. 4.2 innings, three and runs, nine hits, three walks, and zero Ks against the Diamondbacks. What? Okay, don't worry about this. Let's just move on. Uh, really, I Really, I, I checked this one out. You don't need to worry about Logan Webb. Andrew Heaney, 10 strikeouts and 4.2 innings against the Brewers, both and runs, five hits, one walk as you let two home runs in this. You're 19 whiffs. You're going to keep doing this. This is why you start him, uh, despite not going five innings. 89 pitches, too. So, he really should be going five innings. Tony Sensatella got hurt in this one. Poor guy. Uh, You weren't going to start him anyway. Uh Josh Murkowski was ultimately the stream pick of the day because he went against the Pirates. And, like, Murkowski is known to go five, six innings and get a win. He needed to go five. And then six in and runs and seven in. Okay, so, okay. He's probably not even going to start, let alone, like, this was the pi- Pirates and it didn't do well. So, yeah. Okay goodbye, Josh. Zach Logue, uh, don't care. 4.1 innings, 700 runs, and we talked about Lucas Giolito. Looking forward to today's starters. If you want the entire weekend's worth, uh, check out yesterday's podcast um, as I go through the entire weekend, and this is exactly the same as yesterday. I'll say it again. Shane McClanahan, Chris Bassett, Blake Snell, Aaron Nola, Lance Lynn, Teller Anderson, Miles Michaelis are on that top tier. You have Tristan McKenzie, Kevin Gallisman, Brady Singer and Lance McCullers Jr. in that second tier. Questionable start tier is Patrick Sandoval and the stream pick of the day, Aaron Ashby. Those could considerably be in the probable start considering they're good matchups of Sandoval against the Tigers and Ashby against the Cubs. Then you have Cole Irvin, Marco, uh, Marco Gonzalez, Martín Perez, all Tobies against middling opponents. Martín Perez though against the Twins. That's why he's in the bomb. Then also the changeup wasn't as good last time. And Graham Ashcraft would be the backup streamer of the day against Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, Kyle Wright and Jesus Lazardo, I, uh, are, against really tough teams. The right right is against the Astros, and Astros and Luzardo is against the Diders. Could be in that do not start tier. I might want to do that anyway, but really it's just an, a situation where they could do well. It's like a 50-50 cherry bomb situation. And then do not start tier. You have Cutter Crawford against the Orioles. Jameson Tino against the Jays. Jordan Lyles against the Red Sox. Alex Wood and Coors. Just don't want to do this stuff. Matt Manning, Dylan Bundy. I do not believe in Matt Manning despite being the Angels. Keegan Thompson, Paulo Espino, Tommy Henry, Jose Araña, and Bryce Wilson. I did rank tomorrow's starters. I'll go through that very quickly. Shane Bieber, Zach Wheeler, Garrett Cole, uh, Joe Musgrove, Reed Detmers, Freddy Peralta, and Logan Gilbert, all in the auto start tier. Uh, that is for Saturday. On probable start tier, it's Christian Javier versus Spencer Strider. Very close here. I'm going with Javier over Strider because it is the easier, uh, easier matchup. They were facing each other in this game. It should be fun. Marcus Stroman and Drew Rasmussen are in the probable start tier. Questionable start tier, Dustin May should be around 70 pitches and he goes against Miami. And I know it's a still ill, but like he's been so good in the minors, 10 strikeouts in five innings. I think you just kind of just do it. David Peterson is the stream pick of the day as he's going to be in the rotation for Carlos Kraski. You might actually be holding on to him past this one and you have a decent schedule ahead. So you might want to pick him up for this, stream him against the Phillies as that slider has been really good. Michael Waka, Josiah Gray, Johnny, Johnny Queto, Chris Bubich, and Chris and James Capillion are also in this questionable start tier. Cabrillion's very close. He's going against the Mariners. It's very boring. If you need a chance and a quality start, that's why he's here. But otherwise, I don't really think you need to do this. Uh, Chris Bubich against the Rays. He's been flirting with 93 miles per hour velocity. Maybe that works. Waka's command is good. Uh, Was excellent over the weekend against the Yankees. He could repeat itself against the Orioles and Josiah Gray against the Padres. Well, he just fanned 10 and the Padres are not nearly as... Uh, amazing as I thought they would be, in the do not start tier you have Dakota Hudson, Madison Bumgarner, Alex Cobb, and Braxton Garrett as the only really interesting ones. Cobb and Garrett are in cores and uh, at the Dodgers, respectively. You have Dakota Hudson and Bumgarner going against each other as just coin flips of like, oh, all right, I guess I'm gonna I need a chance for five six innings. It's all Al- Alexander, Glenn Otto, Mitch White, Bailey Falter, Chris Archer, Justin Dunn. Tyler Beattie, Trevor Williams, Kyle Braddish, and Ryan Feltner are all do not starts. Dunn and Beatty are very interesting to me, but I think the, the floors are just too low, and I'm going to be watching these starts, but I just don't really want to take the chances on them. All right, it is Friday, and that means we look at two start pitchers for next week. Baltimore has Austin Voth, and that's it. He goes against the White Sox and the Astros. I'm not going to do this. I know it's been very intriguing with Voth recently, maybe against the White Sox, but really the start against the Astros is not enough, and I don't... It's really terrifying, and I don't think he has enough in his repertoire to really make that work. Nathan Evaldi got a skip start yesterday because he wanted to rest him for the shoulder. I don't know if he's actually going to be okay for this two-start week. It is the Jays and the Rays. That is a questionable one. I know he survived recently and he against the Yankees and the Astros, and maybe he can do it against the Jays. The Rays should be fine, but it's also... Oh, the 94-mile-per-hour velocity is terrifying. Domingo Herman is getting two against the Mets and the Athletics. Don't really love that one. I like it against the Athletics, but against the Mets, maybe his curveball and changeup are good enough. It's not the worst thing ever. I'd say bottom questionable. Jeffrey Springs gets the Angels and the Red Sox. I'd say in the probable for me, I really like that start against the Angels and the Boston Red Sox one. Actually, yeah, Boston Red Sox one should be okay. He'll be a questionable for that one. Same goes with Corey Kluber, as he also has a two-start week for the race. Ross Stripling should get two. of Reversing that it's against the Red Sox and the Angels. I... Uh, He looks so good with that changeup in the last start. I'd say bottom or in the middle of questionable, Um, as I do like the Angels start and not so much the Red Sox. You have Michael Kopech and Lucas Giolito each against... Oh, actually, it's interesting. They have a one-day game against the Royals on the 22nd, and then they face the the Orioles for three games. So, Kopech gets the Royals and the Diamondbacks. Giolito gets the Orioles and the Diamondbacks. I am saying probable for Copac, questionable for Giolito. We know where we're at with Giolito, but it's like, you gotta keep trying with this, right? Uh, Zach Plisak against the Padres and the Mariners. That is, oh, do not, I think. After not doing well against the Tigers, it's really hard to say this one. Uh, to go after this one, I should say. Uh, you have Daniel Lynch, uh, going against the White Sox and the Padres. Um, no. It's, it's a desperate one. Maybe top of do not start for me. Uh, for that one, I don't think that Daniel Lynch is put together enough yet. When he has four seamers up and sliders down and glove side, he's excellent, but he's not been—he hasn't been doing that consistently. Uh, it's a—it's a decent chase for upside if you need one. Sonny Gray goes against the Rangers and the Giants. So does maybe Tyler Malley? They're saying he was clean in the MRI. He would be starting on that Tuesday and Sunday. I think Tyler Malley. I wouldn't expect to do this. I'd be very terrified of that Houston start. Uh, so I would say top of, yeah, I would say do not start because I think they're going to limit him at the very least. With Sonny Gray, he doesn't get the Astros. He gets a one-day game against the, the Rangers as it carries over from the weekend series. And that's a probable against the Rangers and the Giants. Justin Verlander uh would get two, but it's a six-man rotation. They have an off day on Monday. You have Tucker Davidson, uh Rays and Jays. No, thank you. Adam Aller and Zach Logue get the Marlins and the Yankees. I'm not doing either one of those. Robbie Ray gets the Nationals and Cleveland. That is a two-start auto start. Um Cole Raggins goes against the, uh, the Twins. No, thank you. But then it gets the Tigers. And it's a do not start for the two weeks, but for the two start rather. But I am kind of interested in that Tigers start. I think that's such a sneaky stream that I've been circling just for funsies. <laughs> you know me. I like the guy that no one cares about that I don't actually want to risk in a 12-teamer, but I look at it and go, oh, I think that could be it. That's the one. Um Pittsburgh Pirates and the Cardinals for to Rizzi That is a que- high top of questionable. I don't like the Cardinals one, but I think he should be able to do all right against the Pirates, even though he didn't do well against the Marlins and the Mets lately. So, yeah, questionable. Uh, you have Ever Cabrera going, oh, looks like just zero. <laughs> you have you have an off day on Thursday, so you don't have a two-star week. But you have him against the Athletics, and that's cool. But yeah, no, not going to happen Not a two-star week. Wow, Sandy Alcantara has to get the Dodgers twice in a row. That is unfair on two Sundays in a row. That's such a cruel thing. It doesn't matter. He's Sandy Alcantara, and life is going to be good. Sorry, Luzardo and Garrett. Uh, Max Scherzer uh, against the Yankees and Rocky Road. Who cares? You're doing it. Nova Sindeegaard gets the Reds on the road. So he's hosting them and then gets the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, that's a probable, obviously. So does Ranger Suarez. I'm doing that as a probable too. Eric Fede does not get it. It's two days off for the Nationals. Justin Steele gets the Cardinals and the Brewers. That's top of questionable. Um, same with Drew Smiley. I prefer Justin Steele slightly, I think. They're pretty even right now. It's pretty interesting. I uh, might be some sneaky stuff there for chasing Cubs. Pitchers that week. Uh you have TJ Zoik. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. You don't want to do it. Nick Lodolo, though, against uh, the Phillies and the Nationals. Uh, that's a probable for me. Top of questionable. I mean he's a bit of a cherry bomb at the moment, but yeah, I'll say top of questionable. I didn't really love the full uh command and locations of everything he did last time. Um Eric Lauer gets the Dodgers and the Cubs. He's an absolute cherry bomb. He just survived the Dodgers and gets them again. Than the Cubs but like do what you want I uh, that's between questionable do not start to me uh, Mitch Keller does not get two starts because it is a six man in Pittsburgh with uh, Contreras there Jordan Montgomery gets the Cubs in Atlanta and yeah that's a probable easy same with Adam Wainwright uh, you have nothing for the Diamondbacks you have Herman Marquez for the Rockies no thank you uh, that's in tech sorry hosting Texas then in New York against the Mets Julio Urias gets the Brewers and the Marlins, duh. Uh, you don't have any for the Padres. This two starts uh so two days off and same for the Giants. But that's it for today. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh good luck of this weekend. I'll be back on Monday. But that's it. So my name is Nick Pollock. May your be low and your strikeouts high.